This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And you know, I'm never alone. I hate being alone. Being alone sucks. I suck at being alone. So I have to bring my good friend with me. You know, he's the guy who makes me sound beautiful over the mic. He's honestly the one that keeps me motivated if there's new NFTs and just talking about golf and all that jazz. And if there's an MMA fight coming up, which there are two this weekend, he knows all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Colbert Durant. Kobe, how you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing great. And we got another member of the Toronto Six on board. I know. I'm so excited to have this interview right now. Everyone on the team is so talented. It's not even fair. But this woman, she brings a little extra bizazz to the ice. You know what I mean? Whenever she's on, it's always a good time just to watch her dangle through people and take shots, most likely where she doesn't really should be taking them, but she does anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Emma Woods. Emma, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Chat with you guys. Oh, it's my pleasure. Actually, it's funny enough. I remember I was watching a game with you live. I think it was with Kobe, and you had taken a shot from like way outside. I'm like, she shouldn't even be doing this shot, but you did, and it almost went in. I'm like, you know what? Screw me. Never <laughs> mind. She's professional. I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably shouldn't have taken the shot. <laughs> no, it was it was good. The, the goalie moved. Hit I think the only reason I didn't go in is because it like nicked the post, and I was like, oh wow, damn, damn, good on you. So let's start from the basics, from the very beginning. How did you get invested in hockey? Um, I started playing hockey actually in Creston, BC uh, when I was like three or four years old. I have two brothers and my dad grew up a huge sports fan, a huge hockey fan. Uh, we're all Leafs fans. So, you know, we always had hockey on the TV and we decided to put us all on the learn to skate. And my brothers and I, you know, we just veered right towards hockey. So I have a twin brother actually. So him and I grew up playing together. He was a goalie. I was the forward. So it worked well. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Why does everybody on the Toronto Six have a twin brother? I was going to say the same thing. What, what, what is what is going on? Yeah, we have we actually have three sets of twins on on our team. Bucky uh, has a twin brother, and then Taylor Davison. Uh, she's a twin, identical twin sister. But we need to get her on, and then have it's just it's right. what is going on. Anyways, okay, there's so another, there's another twin. There's another set of twins. I think AJ might have twins or something. Our coach. There's another set of twins somewhere, but yeah. It's a thing. I need you to jump into your group chat and be like, hi, who has a set of twins here? Because Pro Sports Podcasters wants to interview you <laughs> to figure out what is happening right now. Because <laughs> apparently everyone who has a twin is just an elite player, allegedly. I don't know how this happens. <laughs> this is like some weird glitch in the matrix. Like your scoring percentage is 1.72. Do you understand that like one of your goals is essentially two? Like I need you to understand this. <laughs> this is how good you are. Oh, thank you. 
Okay, so you grew up in BC, but you grew up a Leafs fan? How did that happen? Well, no. Okay, so, I mean, I was born here. Um, my, oh. dad's dairy, my dad's a dairy farmer, so it took us out west um, for a couple years, and then we came back. I, I really did grow up here. I started, I played pretty much all my minor hockey in Burford, Ontario, which is just a small town, like 20 minutes from Brantford. Okay. Yeah. It's actually where Adam Henry comes from. That's pretty much the only reason anyone would know it, but... Okay. So, yeah, I grew up playing here. Awesome. That's cool. And do you remember your first, like, exposure to being like, hey, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Honestly, I, I feel like it was kind of, you know, obviously, I watched NHL and I watched the Olympics and those people were my role models. And I was like, oh, I wish I could play in the NHL one day. Like, that was, like, my dream. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as a female hockey player, you start to grow and and go through it. And, you know, it was kind of one step at a time. Like, it was like... My next kind of dream, once I realized it was, you know, attainable, was to play college hockey. Okay. And when I was playing that, I was so, you know, invested. And I wasn't even really thinking past that when I was there. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was, you know, the professional leagues weren't really... The NWHL, my first two or three years playing college, didn't even exist. And the CWHL, you know, no one was getting paid to play. So it was kind of a different... You know, I would have loved to keep playing, but it wasn't really a thought. It wasn't really something we all talked about as much. I think now where the leagues are at, 100%, those girls, you know, at a young age, they can dream to play in this league, you know, and, and it's something that can be in the forefront of their minds. So I think it's kind of changed in that way. For me, it was kind of one year at a time after college. I was like, I don't know where these leagues are going to go. I want to keep playing. I'm still getting better as a player. So I, I actually went and played over in China for two years and then went from there, but Damn, we will talk about that China experience in just a minute. Yeah, I'm, I took a glimpse at your Wikipedia, and it, it reads like you were a science experiment or something that succeeded. <laughs> so you went to school in Paris, Ontario? Yeah, high school. And there you excelled at ice hockey, volleyball, basketball, soccer, tennis, track and field, badminton, and baseball. <laughs> It's because she has a twin. We've been over this. It's something about the twins. Right? So it's hold, a twin thing. Hold on, hold on a second. And then so you went on to – you won your county-level championships in badminton, tennis, and baseball. You won the regional championships in tennis and then competed at provincial level for ice hockey and tennis. You're the three-time MVP of the ice hockey team, <laughs> twice served as team captain, and you were named the Paris District Senior Female Athlete of the Year in 2013. This is all correct? This isn't you making it up on and adding it to your own Wikipedia? <laughs> I haven't touched that. So. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, you know, I was lucky. I went to a small high school in a small town. So we were allowed to play any sport that we wanted as long as you could make it work. So I pretty much did that. Well, obviously you made it work. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous. How <laughs> okay, so what did you do in track and field? did long jump, actually. Okay. That was all I actually did in high school. I competed at like middle school um, with like 400 meter and stuff. But no, in, high, in grade, I think nine and 10, I did long jump. So, yeah. Now, amongst all of those sports, hockey was by far your favorite or no? Yeah. Hockey was always my favorite. I loved playing baseball, actually. I played baseball with my brother, like hardball, for a couple of years growing up. And I and I did love that, but not nearly. You know, hockey was always I knew it was going to be my my sport. But I don't know. High school sports are fun. Like I think that I think they made me love hockey more. 
you know, like I didn't get like too worn down with hockey because I had all these other things going on and I enjoyed them very much. Um, even like badminton, I love badminton and tennis. I still play those sports when I can, but yeah, hockey was always my favorite for sure. Okay. And I mean, I asked this of a couple of your other teammates, but who would you say has the hardest shot in the team? Um, Shy Darkangelo. Okay. Okay. Now you notice that in practice or is that just noticed during play? Definitely notice in practice. She lets him rip. <laughs> <laughs> like I never want to be screaming when she's about to take the shot. <laughs> no, is for that, sure. Is that the overall <laughs> consensus from the girls? Try? Actually, no. You're going to have to listen to the uh, <laughs> the episodes to find out what everybody else picked. Yeah. Interesting. And we also it, it was it was brought up actually by Taylor Woods that a number of you have quite the TikTok game going on. Is that is that you as well? <laughs> I get roped. I get roped into some of them. I'm not a t- TikTok user actually, but Amy Curlew is very Amy Curlew and Bucky are. They're on top of it, and they wrote me into some. So I'm down to dance for a TikTok, but I'm not the one making the TikToks. Fair enough. Yeah. Honestly, same. My agent told me that I need to grab TikTok <laughs> so I can start expanding my comedy horizon. But I just i i don't I don't know what I would do. I'm not that creative when it comes to like 30 second clips of things. So I get it. I get it. It's a thing. So what do you do for, like on your downtime to kind of chill and relax? I find myself in the gym quite a bit it's not always like i'm going hard in the gym but i like to spend time there mm-hmm. as my like active recovery probably the most relaxing thing for me is going for walks <laughs> a big That's walker fair. i love going for long walks i mean otherwise i hang out with friends and family a lot of time with my brothers yeah now when you were over in china what was that experience like how did you get there number one like did they did somebody contact you did, like, how'd that work yeah, there's a lot of things. So I played two years with Shy at Quinnipiac University. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I can't really tell her story. I don't know exactly how she kind of got connected in the first place, but she was already signed with the team. Um, and she kind of, I think she texted me the one day and was like, would you be interested in this? Like, I know they're still looking for players and I had just graduated. And I said, obviously it was out of nowhere. I'm like going to China. It was like a lot to take in at once, but I was like, I'll consider it like hundred percent, put me in contact, whatever. So Digit Murphy was the GM of the two teams that they were creating there. Yeah, um, of course she would be. The, and the head coach of the one, yeah. So I didn't know Digit at the time. She was a stranger to me, but she coached our head coach. So my head coach at Quinnipiac was coached by Digit at Brown University. Mm-hmm. So they were knew each other well. So when Shai put me in touch with Digit, Digit reached out to Cass, my coach at Quinnipiac. And honestly, it was those, that connection between the three and myself, Cass, I think spoke pretty highly of me, obviously, because mm-hmm. it got me the spot. So um, that's kind of how that worked. And now I'm here still with Shine Digit. So it's been great. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Digit at the time. So it's been fun ever since. <laughs> yeah, Digit's a, Digit's a fun person to, to kind of be around. Oh, yeah. She's one of the of the people. She's, she's very fan friendly. Like she's sat with Kobe and I as we were having dinner one time and she was just like complaining literally about the game at the time because it wasn't going your way, but you guys turned it around. So she stopped complaining, but it was great. She's an awesome individual. What's it like being in the locker room when you're losing and digits your coach? (laughs) It's still fun. I mean, she'll, she's not, she's not shy. You know, she'll call us out and scream and, you know, tell us to figure our shit out, but she always likes to, you know, end on a good note and make us dance or she does something that you just never expect. And usually gets the girls going. So 
it's serious, but she also likes to have fun with it too and definitely brings some light to the room. That is amazing. I love the fact that she's kind of like that. Just she's one of the one of the bros almost, one of the girls, oh, yeah. if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a your favorite Digit Murphy story? I think, oh my god, there's so many. I mean, one time we were in this like conference hall in China mm-hmm. and forget the reason we were there. It was at a school, I think. Mm-hmm. And like the vice president of China was in the room. Like all these like top guns. And Digit just like stole the mic and like took over the room. And she has like one line that she knew in China in Mandarin. It was what I Jungwa is I love China. Mm-hmm. And I remember her just like going like giving the Digit Murphy speech and then just ending it and like screaming like what I Jungwa Jungwa into the <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. No one get mad at me if I'm wrong. But anyway, I think that would have been one of my favorites. But I don't know if she's a hoot. Like I have so many good times with Digit. Even just like phone calls. Like she'll just call me and I don't know. Makes me smile. That's uh that seems like very much a Digit Murphy story. I could believe yeah. that. Yeah, speaking of connections to other players connected to the Toronto Six, you've had quite a few in a number of the places you've played at. So I mean you played at Brook Boquist in Lexens IF in Sweden, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Actually someone we've interviewed, Teresa Venisova, she's playing there currently. She's there now. And you've played with like you mentioned Cheyenne, you've played with Kelly Babstock, Sarah Eve Kutu Godot, like all these people at Quinnipiac. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a Greco. Yeah. So, I mean, basically when you joined the Toronto Six, there's quite a few friendly faces that you're used to playing with, right? Yeah. Is that a huge advantage for you guys when you're prepping for games? I think so. You know, I think it kind of accelerated that like team chemistry and team bond. I think when a lot of girls already kind of know each other it's kind of you already have the last in the locker room and i think everyone kind of just jumped on board you know last year was the exact same thing as this year like our team chemistry is like unreal you know i love going to the rink i think everyone can agree to that like we love being in the locker room with the girls um bus trips all that stuff it's it's been fun i think that definitely you know has maybe played a little bit of a factor in it but there's some other girls who knew each other too some of the younger girls and yeah it's been a good fit did you play with michaela cava with the vanky rays or no no, no, I didn't. So I played against her in Sweden, but she's with the Vanky Rays like, now. A couple years after, yeah, after me. Okay, okay. What are the uh, team bus experiences like? I'm curious. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but we took the bus to Cape Cod at the beginning of your preseason game. So that was just good team bonding. I don't know. You get the microphone going. There's, there's a microphone? There's always TikTok going on. <laughs> there's a, wait, there's, there's a microphone? There's always like a plan. There's always like a plan, like a pre-plan for the TikToks. And everyone like has to get on board with it. You can't not because then they mean it's not a never an option either. Okay. But hold on. Let's, let's just yeah, back up real quick. Are, yeah. She keeps skipping past the microphone. Is there is yeah, this yeah. like a karaoke bus or something? What happens? What? Okay. Thinking back to last year and Emma Greco had this like light up microphone. Okay. And we all had to sing. Like, <laughs> I forget if it was like you had headphones in, but I mean, she hogged the microphone most of the time, but there was a microphone. <laughs> yeah, you say it so nonchalantly. Like, I've never been on a bus where there's a mic involved. Like, what is <laughs> You're like, it's just a normal ride, you know, microphones, TikTok, dance. what the hell? What? Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's pretty normal around here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, hold so, on. What did, you, what did you sing? I don't remember. Stop lying. Probably a country song. <laughs> country. 
Yeah. Is it, is, I like country music. Oh, I love country music too. Yeah. What's your uh, album of choice right now? Or at least artist of choice. Oh, Luke Combs probably. Oh, he's so, so talented. You know, he picked so up a guitar good. at 22 and I'm like, ah, he's got talent. Yeah, he's so good. I was, uh, lately, I've been on a Hunter Hayes kick, but that's oh, okay. uh, yeah. I go through phases with Hunter Hayes too. He's good. It's the thing; like he's very depressing. I find, or at least the songs yeah, I yeah. enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it is like mellow, like, depressing. Yeah, it's like slash teenage angst, but he's like late twenties, I think, or early twenties. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. guy, all right. I'll be late twenties now, actually. I yeah. think so. Yeah, he's been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. Let's let's get back to more serious things, there, Justin. Oh, let's get a little more serious here. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Be sure to join the Pro Sports Podcasters Facebook group where you will be able to interact with the hosts and talk to other sports fans. Now back to the show. Now, I'd mentioned this before in our conversations after the game, but the ridiculous goal you scored uh, against the Boston Pride, that's got to go down as the goal of the year, I think. It really does. Have you watched the replay on that numerous times? I've watched it a few times. It was actually on the TSN Top 10, which was kind of fun. So I watched it last week when i saw it on that but yeah yeah it deserves to be in the tsn top 10 like that goal was was just awesome now you're going to be facing the boston pride toward the end of this year and the track record the toronto six against the boston pride is shitty Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you guys amped to get one back from them oh 100 percent. it's like this monkey on our back with them i don't know what it is but it's definitely like our rival. So the fact that they're winning all the games is a little frustrating for our group. But no, we're going to be ready. We're going to be, you know, much more prepared. It'll be good. We'll be fired up for it for sure. <laughs> we were talking to Bucky about this yesterday about, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like Toronto and Boston just have this rivalry and they just, in the playoffs, it just amplifies and yeah. it's a sad ending for all Toronto based teams. So <laughs> I know. Like, we we'll, need you we'll to change that. We got to change it. This is the year. You have to, because if you don't, I'm going to cry myself in my bathtub. <laughs> you and me both. I'm just kidding. Just, I'll, I'll cry. I'll, it'll be horrible. <laughs> so I always ask this question to everybody who we interview. It's a really kind of dumb question, but I got to know it. Have you had a poutine before? Yes. And I was hoping you'd say that. And what is your favorite type of poutine? Well, here's the thing. Oh, God. I've been vegetarian for like three years. So that definitely, I've had less poutines in the, mm-hmm. the recent years. I will still indulge in a poutine because I have to. Of course. That's my favorite type, though. I don't like. I, I don't know. Just like the classic, like cheese curds gravy. Is there any different poutine out there? Oh my god, there are so many. There's like, well, I mean, for vegetarians, there's definitely the veggie classic, which has like a different type of cheese on it. It has, uh, you can add peppers to it. Sometimes olives. You can have chives. It's there's a lot of vegetarian options, especially with New York fries because their gravy is mushroom based. So all of them are already vegetarian to begin with, unless you opt for like pulled pork or butter chicken. But yeah, I did not know that about New York fries. Yeah, Justin's like the poutine spokesperson for Canada, basically. A (laughs) hundred percent. It is great to know. Oh God, yeah. Um, I can't. I avoid them. Now I'm vegetarian, but I'm like, okay, there's a couple places. Uh, What's it called? Oh my goodness. uh, Smokes. No, it's like a little dive bar, like in Etobicoke. An amazing poutine. Oh, now I gotta know. I know. You'll have to. You'll have to send us an email later when you remember. I, it's called. Um, yeah, I will. Okay, I will. It's not gonna. It's not. It's gonna bother me right now. But 
Perfect. I'll send it to you guys. But that's good to know about New York fries, you said? Yeah, New York fries. It's literally it's it's mushroom based. It's been mushroom based for about ten years now. So they got the formula down proper. Nice. Sweet. It's a good roll through. I can't say about anyone else. I don't think smokes patinery is, but uh, you know, you at least have New York fries. Yeah. <laughs> and what what motivated you to go vegetarian? Well, I was is my end of my first year in China. There's a lot of good things with the food in China, and it's very it's a very cool food culture there. But I was a little turned off with the meat at the end of the year, so that kind of like jump started it. And then I read a book that if you don't want to become vegetarian, you shouldn't read this book. Okay. I didn't really know what I, didn't really know what I was getting into before I read it. <laughs> but I read the entire thing. And honestly, I've just been vegetarian ever since. I'll, like, eat meat every once in a while, like, if it's, like, thoughtfully sourced. Like, my sister's boyfriend is a hunt. Like, he'll hunt. So I've, like, eaten, like, his elk mm-hmm. and things like that. But, yeah, it's been, like, three, three or four years now. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And how do you feel physically? Great. Better than ever. Really? Yeah, Shy. You know, Shy is vegetarian as well, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. And Chuli. Chuli is interesting. And I think Tinker has become vegetarian. Um, so you guys are on like this mass conversion thing going on at the team. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Oh my God. Is your potlucks just like <laughs> tofu and. <laughs> Tofu and poutines, just yeah, yeah bang on. <laughs> uh, oh my, that's that's hilarious. Actually, I didn't know that. Oh my, mm-hmm. so yeah, you don't love tofu. Tofu is is I, I, I have a I have a love hate relationship with tofu. It's uh, I like the flavored version of it. I don't like the yeah. unflavored version. Okay, that's fair, guys. I just remembered the place. Oh, it's oh called, okay. What is it? It's called Shakey's. 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 Do you know roughly where it is? I think it's on Bloor. Okay, in Etobicoke. So, yeah. All right. I'll look it up. But the poutine Shh. is so good. And the Caesar. Like, get the Caesar and the poutine. <laughs> I'm, a hu- I'm a huge Caesar fan, so that sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah. That's such a weird combination, but I love it. Caesar yeah. and poutine. I know. Caesar's like the vegetarian cocktail, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to my uh, meat-based drinks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me that ribeye. <laughs> the TV is probably like the one where you probably would find like meat on like the stick. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, Emma, you've played for a lot of different leagues, different places in the world at every level. Where would you say you've played the most competitive hockey? To date, I think when I was in China because we played in the Canadian Women's Hockey League yep. at the time, those first two years. And – that league was like, I think it was like an amazing two years in that league. Um, all the Olympians, you know, pretty much all the top players in Canada that were still playing played in that league. And even the Boston team was really good. So that was probably the most competitive. But it's all it's all been great. Like even last year, this year, and then when I was in Sweden, like that's an incredible league over there as well. Okay. Ten teams across Sweden and it's great hockey. And then obviously like – now in the PHF too, like for one, we're growing so much. And for two, it's kind of like this rival thing where it is like that competitiveness um, added on. But obviously I would love to see, you know, all the top players in North America and the world in one league, hopefully in the next, you know, coming years. But <laughs> Well, that kind of brings into my next question. With the expansion teams coming, do you feel like this will eventually breed a World Cup of hockey? I like to think so. I mean, it's hard. it's hard to know. 
I'm not really obviously involved in what's going on with, you know, the other leagues and stuff um, and what they kind of have planned for the coming years. But I think, you know, our league is doing incredible things and I think we're on the right path to be like the sustainable professional league. So I like to think so. Yeah. You're sustainable for sure, given the fact you survived a pandemic with no fans at your infancy stage. Literally yeah. nothing else could stop you. Like that's they have a great a great investment going on with you guys. It's you're around to stay. It's it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It wasn't just no fans, it was no fans in a <laughs> another country. That too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. about as extreme as it gets for your first season. Now, one thing I will say is that obviously the league is growing fast. Additional sponsors, the salary cap is being bumped significantly. I'd like to see it even higher, but it's growing at a pretty, pretty fast rate. I don't think it's going to be that long before you start seeing more players crossing over from the Olympic side. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know kind of what they've been planning and what their, you know, what their needs and wants are. But I can't imagine it's much more than what we're able to offer now. You know, I think our league has done such a good job. Like, I'm so fortunate to be a part of this league, and I'm not against, like, one or the other, but I think – I don't even think you can really argue with what's going on here. I think, you know, Ty and the league have got us to this place in such a short period of time. Um, So it's only, you know, I'm excited to see, like, how far it can go over over the years. But but I think also, like, you know, the all the girls coming out of college, too, like, it's really enticing for them – Obviously, when I left college, it was a little bit of a different situation. But I think right now, still, over the last couple of years, it's kind of like, what do I choose? Where do I go to play? I think, you know, it's really inviting and to come join our league now with all these changes. So, And where do you live now? I'm in Toronto. Okay. So, you're, it's totally local to you? Yeah. I, I just moved here last year. Actually, a lot of last year, I was like commuting. But, yeah. And do you have a second job outside of it? Yeah. I actually, I work for, I don't know if you know, Instat Hockey. It's like a hockey analytics company. Actually, all the PHF teams use Instat, but I work for I work for Instat, so basically sales and account manager, and yeah. Oh, okay, so you're behind the scenes when it comes to actually sort of posting and documenting the statistics of the actual league. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't do like the analytics uh, per se. I we have all of our analysts in Europe. It's a, a Russian-based company, and all of our analytics are overseas. But I more or less just like kind of manage the accounts. But I got the PHF on board, and it's actually it's been a lot of fun because you know I've been able to connect with a lot of like coaches and you know people that have crossed path, paths with over the years. So yeah, that's kind of awesome actually. That both your off the ice and on the ice is hockey related. That's really cool. Yeah. But I guess it also gives you the benefit, the additional benefit of being able to kind of fudge the numbers and improve your stats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that power. Unfortunately. There you go. Justin. It's too bad. No, I, I like that. I was going to say, so when I was reading your stat to you, you're just like, no, no, I got this already. Like, <laughs> yes, one of my goals is worth two, Justin, I understand. <laughs> so just to kind of go back to – the PHF and your scoring abilities and just kind of everything that you bring to the ice. Is there one player, whether it's in the PHF, CHL, somebody you played with, maybe the NHL, whatever it is, that you kind of emulate your game after? You know, recently I just find I've been, you know, obviously I watch the Leafs a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, this year and last year, 
I've been trying to add different parts to my game. And I think a lot of it is from watching some of the top guys in the Leafs, Matthews and Marner and Nylander, and the way they are patient, more patient with the puck and want to hang on to it and wait for the right play kind of thing. And I feel like I've been kind of trying to emulate that a lot in my game uh, recently. And, you know, I think I've taken my game kind of to a different level this year due to some of those things. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, my... My guy growing up was Jerome McGillnet always, so. So brilliant in front of the net. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I hated and loved how so good he was at tipping the puck. Yeah, so good. Even for the Olympic so team, good. I remember, yeah, I remember him just sitting there tipping goals, and I remember being kind of angry at it, being like, how are you a hockey player if you're just tipping? And my dad's like, <laughs> that's a skill that not a lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, disgusting how you do that. Anyways, sorry, sorry. Have you tipped a goal in yet? I don't think so. At least not that uh, I've seen. No. I almost had a couple tips against Buffalo, but. That's where you have to score. Yeah, I know. Right, exactly. Because Bucky said you guys are going to score. I think it's 18 nothing. she promised us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. So, so <laughs> no pressure, but yeah. I need you to start tipping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spread that around in your little little two chats you guys got going on there. 18 nothing, ladies. 18 nothing. Yeah. We'll take care of it. And how would our fans reach out and find you? What social medias you got? Uh, Instagram. I'm not super active on Twitter, but you know, I check my Twitter. I would say Twitter and Instagram. All right. What are your handles? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I think my twi- my Twitter is okay. So my Instagram is Emma Woods, yep. but with two with two S's at the end though. Emma Woods. So you'd be surprised. There's a lot of Emma Woodses out there. So I have to get creative. There you go. <laughs> the extra S. <laughs> and then my Twitter, I think, is Emma Woods one 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 two. Uh yep, that is. I just found it. Sweet. Alright, we'll give you a follow. Alright, well thank you for coming on. You were amazing. Yeah, it was fun talking to you, Emma. Thanks guys. Anytime. If you have any questions for the Pro Sports Podcasters, be sure to reach us on our Twitter account, where you can also slide into our DMs and catch the latest snippets dirt and other exclusive things that we will tweet check us out at p podcasters on twitter